A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And welcome to Get the Table, another Wrestling Roundtable discussion podcast with myself, Adam Wilborn, Michael Sidgwick, and Phil Chambers from What Culture here to discuss another burning wrestling issue. And that issue today is who should be the next champions in AEW. Sid, a fairly obvious place to start, the AEW World Championship picture. John Moxley, current champion. We all know, obviously, who won the uh, Golden Ticket Battle Royale on Rampage because we're definitely not recording this beforehand. Uh, <laughs> but can anyone stop MGF being the next AEW World champion no absolutely not the entire narrative is based on him and to be honest like i know a few people might have missed this at dynamite grand slam but i, I got a few hints <laughs> few teasers few clues what that, gave you that idea uh, my god that's all great tweet please stop cutting to mgf i have object permanence <laughs> just not mine uh it was absolutely tremendous though um ultimately it has to be MGF, and it's kind of long overdue. Part of the reason why he was so unbelievably miffed earlier this year is that the likes of CM Punk, Adam Cole, and Brian Danielson were signed to megastar money, and he, in fact, had already become a megastar, mm. having re-upped, I think, in early 2020. Um, and look, I know Google Trends indicate that it was closer than people believe, but that Revolution 2022 buy rate, which was phenomenal was driven by the MGF CM Punk feud. The guy is the most captivating week-to-week storyteller on episodic TV. Every single angle he's in is fantastic. Every single promo he cuts is fantastic. The few matches that he works, lazy bastard, are all absolutely (laughs) tremendous. I can't think of a single guy that will not be better and more intriguing and more compelling week to week to week on the most important revenue stream, which is episodic TV. It's his. It's his. Any disagreement from you, Phil? Absolutely none whatsoever. Um, <laughs> I think we all noticed MJF when he was off like recently. It was a big hole left yeah. on the show. Uh, like, yes. It was a huge hole left in the show, more so maybe than we thought like going into this. Uh, and the, like you say, it's an absolute no-brainer. There's, like there, We reported that the original plans for All Out were supposed to be the CM Punk versus MJF stuff. Obviously, some other things got in the way of that with injuries and things, and <laughs> then some more other things got in the way of doing that again in the future. Uh, but it makes the most amount of sense. Give him the title, cement him as a major player, a main event player for a really long time. Give him a long run with the belt. Uh, let him run through with some people. Let him be a bit dominant, dominant with it as mm. well. Uh, and then... 
like uh, have someone like beat him, like a huge babyface star or something somewhere down the line, cement him as this top guy that you're now paying him to be <laughs> as well <laughs> uh, and keep him there forever as far as I'm concerned. There's, there's no one else better right now. No arguments from me either, <laughs> unsurprisingly. In terms of the Women's World Championship, obviously it's a bit up in the air at the moment. Thunder Rosa is champion, Tony Storm is interim champion, but we did have a major arrival on Dynamite this week who... Well, could be a contender for the next AW Women's World Champion. Yeah, there's a lot going into this one with the Soraya stuff. Obviously, if she is ready to go and she's there to fight and do matches, it's kind of a no-brainer to put her in that position at some point. She's like instantly the biggest star they've got in that division in terms of like global popularity. So it makes absolutely all the sense in the world to put the title on her. But there's sort of the reports about like, is she cleared? Is mm-hmm. she not cleared coming out today? Um, that kind of throw a little bit of a spanner in the works. If you're playing devil's advocate, if it's not going to be Soraya, then personally, I think you should go with someone like a Jamie Hayter or something like that, because I think that's a really nice di- like dichotomy between mm. her and the Britt Baker stuff. If she kind of gets the title picture out from under Jamie Hayter, even if Soraya is still going, and you can do a bit of a feud between Soraya and Britt Baker, and then sort of behind the scenes outside of this, Jamie Hayter gets her shot and wins it like there. Then you've got the kind of jealousy between Jamie Hayter and um, Britt Baker that you can play on. Mm. And I think there's a lot to go on there. And like Jamie Hayter's just been absolutely great week to week. She's been only getting better uh, in ring and on promos and things like that. And I think that'd be a huge boost for her. Yeah, Sid, not to disregard the current interim uh, champion in Tony Storm, but you said yourself when Soraya showed up on Dynamite, she's a game changer for AEW. She should be. I don't think she necessarily will be because I've learned like harsh lessons from the three years of total apathy with which Tony Khan has booked this division. But yes, she should be a game changer. As Phil rightly points out, she's got a global reach. She's instantly the biggest star in that division, not named uh, Britt Baker. And it's about time with the women's division, which I've said over and over again, is booked far too similarly to the men's, except they don't have the the trifecta of the um, veteran like Dustin Rhodes, the incredible mid-card hand like Tony Nese, or the up-and-coming breakthrough prodigy like Darby Allen. Um, with those types of wrestlers, Tony Khan can book established star versus one of those three. The experience and the depth on the women's side isn't there, but the booking patterns are far too similar. Tony needs to take shortcuts and he needs to be really, really bold. And I think Soraya is the ultimate bold choice. And yes, we don't know whether she can go, but Taz quite literally said at Grand Slam, she can go, (laughs) which is basically not exactly subtle subtext of she's going to be working. I know you're probably thinking that at home if she is or isn't. She is going to be working. Um, an alternate choice, I don't know if I would go to hate her purely because this division needs to be treated more importantly, and I think it needs grudge programs outside of the title picture to create even the illusion of depth. So I would have the hate uh, Britt Baker thing away from the title picture on that basis. Would you have hate her be the person to finally dethrone Jade Cargill, TBS champion? That's a shout, but no. Should I go into my Yeah, who have you got that? for that one? Uh, Willow Nightingale. Great Willow shout. Nightingale, okay. like I don't know a single person, I've not read a single complaint online that says, oh, I don't want Willow Nightingale on Rampage. <laughs> These Rampage tapings increasingly are defined by how exhausted the crowds are. Like AEW have even taken the really cheap, and I hate it, uh, measure of piping in crowd noise. I hate it. With Willow, everyone comes alive. She's such an effervescent personality, a really underrated worker. She just gets what it means to connect with people as a babyface. And I think after a really long, drawn-out, um, close call, um, I think she should really be the one to dethrone Jade Cargill. I really like Willow Nightingale, Phil. I think I fell in love with her at the Ring of Honor show I was looking to go to. I'd never really seen or heard of her much before that. And she's just instantaneously... Mm. 
uh, someone that you just side with. Absolutely, yeah. It's kind of like that sort of Bailey initial reaction. Of yes. Just, like, this is a baby face. Everybody can get behind. She's like the Simon Miller of the women's division. <laughs> she's just so goddamn positive and so nice. Uh, so I'd say she's a great shout. The only other person I had in mind was, and it obviously like really depends on how long she's going to be out on injury and things like that, but like Chris Statlander, if like if you're going to cement Jade Cargill as a, a run with this title and just keep it going for as long as possible, I wouldn't be against that, by the way, uh, either. But like uh, Chris Statlander, when she finally comes back off the injury to sort of cement her in the division again, give her a big push as soon as she comes back, I think that would be a really great little babyface champion to dethrone Jade Cargill. I should also point out that we are taping this on Friday because she's got a title defense tonight against Diamante. <laughs> we are assuming she retains there. But uh, congratulations if it, if it is Diamante <laughs> who's dethroned Jade Cargill. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. From Jade to someone else who it's difficult to pick who dethrones them, Wardlow, uh, the TNT champion right now, 80-odd days, I think, as, as champion, and only just beginning, really. Yeah, I'd say, if anyone, the next TNT champion should be Wardlow because they've not really done anything with it <laughs> at the minute so far. Uh, he needs some feuds. He needs something he can get his teeth into. Like, you're, with every week that goes by, it seems like the slightly diminishing Wardlow from where he was through that MJF feud. He was, like, top of the world at that point, and it just it doesn't feel the same anymore. Um, but in terms of people to dethrone him, the main person that comes to my mind is Powerhouse Hobbs, just too... Big oh. meaty guys going at each other. Uh, obviously, Hobbs is on a great one coming off the Ricky Starks stuff. Uh, I think that would just be an incredible match. Two guys beating the ever-loving crap out of each other. <laughs> and Powerhouse Hobbs would be a great champion in that. And got a kind of a heel role. And a believable person to dethrone Wardlow. Yeah. Yes, my pick might actually be um, not considered that. Um, I've got a bit of a fantasy booking scenario here. I'm going to lay it out very, very quickly. I want the TNT title to be reimagined in the medium term as the Hoss fight title. Wardlow versus Brody King versus Lance Archer again, because I think that match was really underrated, yep. um, versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And then, because you don't expect it, I want it to go to Adam Cole. 
with the idea being uh. that Adam Cole could sell the fact with his beautiful and animated face <laughs> um, that, oh, Christ, how am I going to do this? Um, because look who's fallen um, at Wardlow before this, but then he's such a great counter-wrestler. Um, he's a great little heel dickhead, even though he's a <laughs> wonderful human being by all accounts in real life. So I think the contrast between the people that Wardlow beats to legitimize him in the meantime to go to Adam Cole, and I would argue that both TNT title and Adam Cole need each other. Adam Cole talks a lot. They want to treat him as a top star, but there's one too many top stars in AEW, which we know already. And I think the TNT title has really faltered this year. I think they two need each other, and they would be great for each other. Uh, Pac just defended the All-Atlantic Championship uh, on uh, Dynamite Grand Slam, of course, maybe through nefarious means against Orange Cassidy. But who would you have the guy take the uh, title off him? Well, it's strange, the All-Atlantic title, because it doesn't really feel like canon. And in fact, it's not presented as canon in that it kind of feels like a thing for Pac to do when he has his sort of various trips back to England, mm. and he defends it, obviously, on several um, UK indies. On that basis, because I don't really want it to factor into AEW programming too much because there are too many titles to cover, even on this podcast, yep. with all the <laughs> ROH stuff, give it to Anthony Agogo. Oh, legitimize him as a star. It will um, give meaning to this very slow burn, gradual push where he just takes on loads of different, like, skinny wimp dorks um, on dark and elevation and the like, and then slowly reintroduce him back to AEW programming when he's gotten over, when he's got more experience, when he's worn that title like a champion, and then he can do something in storylines with it on Dynamite because he is long overdue a push on television. I love that as a pick. Of course, I think Pac's going to be defending it in the future, or whoever's the world champion, is, uh, the Atlanta, all Atlantic champion, he's going to be defending it against Ethan Page in Canada. Would that be the moment you do the switch? No, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ethan Page needs more than that. And it's like my first pick for this was Miro, but then at the same time, I also think he kind of needs more than the All-Atlantic title. Not to diminish the All-Atlantic title or anything like that, but it's just they need to be elevated a little bit higher than that. So I was like, like exactly the same kind of thing as you, like saying it, like it doesn't necessarily need to be AEW TV that it appears on all the time. It feels like they kind of created it as the kind of journeyman wrestler who can defend it all over the world and for things like that. Like, why not put it, it depends on the politics of it all, but why not put it on a Will Ospreay? Get it in Get it in New Japan. Get it, he'd be, take it over to uh, England. Take it over to Australia when he does the matches over there. He's like a guy who could travel the world with this title, um, specifically like keying into that kind of a thing. Then you can obviously use clips of him on AWTV for as long as you want and bring him back for the odd little thing here and there. He doesn't need to be on TV every week to uh, defend it or anything like that. And just, yeah, get it out there. Get it into some new places. Mm, Pac Osprey is always yeah, a tasty and affair. Oh, and that. <laughs> uh, I feel a bit guilty with this next one, Phil, because they've literally just won the tag team titles. <laughs> but who wins it after the acclaimed? Well, uh, if it's not going to be FDR, and it doesn't feel like it's going to be FDR anytime <laughs> soon, the way that they've been doing uh, dealing with FDR in the tag division, there's only one tag team, as far as I'm concerned, that could handle this and it's 2.0 because it's like, yes! come on guys. They've been absolutely incredible and I know they lose all the time and it kind of goes against their ranking system slightly, but you could get a couple of wins behind mm -hmm. them, and rank them and bring them up uh, and I think that'll be all right. But just the promos they've been cutting, Daddy Magic, he mm. put out another one, was it today or yesterday? Yeah. Absolutely incredible stuff. Every time they go out there on TV, they're one of the most entertaining things on the show. They came from being fired from NXT and came in as these kind of like weird little underdogs that you didn't really know what they were going to do. And then they've been in so many incredible storylines mm. and great positions on the card 
hard for so long and they've been working their asses off in the matches that they get, I think it, I think it's well earned at this point for them to have a run with the titles. What do you reckon? Matt Menard, Angelo Parker? Next. I love I love 2.0 just as much as the next guy, which is pretty much every guy. Yes. Um, but I'm, I'm a stickler for continuity. I'm a stickler for things mattering. This tag team that I'm about to pitch have obviously been ranked consistently. They've won too many matches to ignore, and I want wins and losses to matter in the wins and losses matter promotion, and that's why I'm going with Sting and Darby Allen. <laughs> they are literally undefeated as a tag team. Yeah. They have won several tag team matches. They've defeated FTR, in fact, at last year's Grand Slam, and this is not just a joke um, pick. Like I think the idea of... Like, I've loved Sting. I think the way that they've presented Sting is genuine borderline pro wrestling magic. I don't know how they've done it. Like, it's not just the face paint that immortalizes him. It's every bit of body language. It's the way they build to those big spots. It's the it's the presentation. It's the theatrics. They've just done such an awesome smoke and mirrors job. That is ultimately what underscores how great a booker Tony Khan is. And I know he gets pelters from me a lot this year, but the way he's treated Sting is just something special. And I think the genuine narrative hook of Sting going for a title, could genuinely, genuinely drive big ratings. Yeah, and it'd be believable if you do it in a tag team setting. I, I really like that as an explanation too. Uh, uh, intrigued to know your thoughts on the trios titles. because Gilly, I miss them. <laughs> yeah, it just feels like you've got Death Triangle holding it now, but it, it feels almost, not to, to have a go at them, but it feels almost like they're interim champions, doesn't it? Yeah, they're substitutes, consolations, every bad connotation of what a champion isn't. That's what Death Triangle feel like. And, you know, I will let it play out. I always do with AEW and they've held the titles for, what, like three, two weeks at this point. Um, but ultimately, I just want the Elite back. I think the Elite versus Death Triangle, they had a match um, on the show that might have even saved AEW Dynamite on the homecoming show, January 1st, um, 2020. It was phenomenal. They've got even better in their locker. They could have an absolutely sensational trios match at full gear, and then we can kind of just retcon this weird sort of period between All Out and Right Now as we record and just set in motion what was going to happen before now because clearly with Kenny Omega involved, whether you like him, you don't like him, you absolutely cannot deny, unless you're a bad faith dickhead, that he thinks <laughs> about everything so intricately and with such a long-term perspective that there was going to be something special with those titles, and I want to resume that. We often talk about this when it comes to the AEW podcast. About a year ago, you're looking across AEW and thinking, why haven't they got any trios championships? Look how many trios there are now. And yet, looking at it now, you can make an argument for best friends or people like that, but it feels like the only logical option once they're unsuspended <laughs> is the elite. <laughs> Yeah, it does. It feels like the titles were made for them, and that, that was going to be the story that kicks off. Like the, I love Death Triangle. I think their matches are absolutely incredible, and I'll watch them forever and never get bored of them watching them wrestle. And I love the visual of Pack having two belts, even though both of them don't hugely yeah. matter that much. I yeah. just love the visual of it. But yeah, like you can't argue against the elite and what that was going to be, especially to like launch a division as well. We've been waiting for so long for the trios titles. That we kind of have to <laughs> kick it off with a bang, and they kicked it off with a bang in a completely different way, I guess. Mm -hmm. However, if it's not going to be the elite because of reasons, <laughs> um, I would put it on the best friends. Yeah. I feel like they've they're missing a lot with Orange Cassidy at the minute. They're not putting him in enough programs to sort of warrant the level of popularity he used to be at. They're, they're kind of missing the boat with it. At least putting them with the best friends and giving them actually something to do, something that matters, something they can fight over and fight for. Uh, I think it'd give give him a lot to work towards, and it's like, yeah, it just feels like they're they're missing something, and it'll just at least give him a reason to be on TV and a reason to be in some storylines. 
Yeah. One final uh, championship to deal with, the FTW Championship. Hook forever. Yeah, 100%. No disagreements from me on that one. Uh, <laughs> let us know your picks in the comments section below, or you can continue the conversation with us on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch there. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Phil Chambers at... Phil My Chambers. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick. But you can also get your hands on his book, Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AW on Amazon. Don't forget that. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. But for now, so you can get the table. My thanks to Phil, to Michael. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.